Welcome back to the Metal Teddy Bear Experience podcast right now. This is your host, Chris. We have someone special on the line. We have Anton, a Brother. What's up, dude? How you doing? Hey, how's it going? And we also have Hooray. Jesse here. What's up, Jesse? We're back. AKA Incid, AKA JT Drums. We're keeping yeah. it real here on Friday night. Um, well, there's 10 people out there. Follow <laughs> me. <laughs> so, Anton, man, how you been doing? Doing good, man. Can't uh, cannot complain. Um, you know the the world is in a, a weird place right now, but um, I have my health and um, got a roof over my head, so we're all good. Two most important <laughs> things, <go>. right? <laughs> you got both of them. Well, where are you calling from? Uh, we're down in Atlanta. Oh, nice, dude. Nice. The the home of Walking Dead. I feel like everyone talks about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's still a good show, surprisingly. So, <laughs> awesome. You know, I still, uh, I used to watch it like every Sunday. Me and my friends would have a ritual where we would go to Taco Bell and then go and watch Walking Dead or vice versa. You know, we'd get Taco Bell after. And uh, I don't know what happened. I feel like once, spoiler alert for anyone, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what season it is. But when Negan escaped the prison, I just lost track after that. I was like, I don't know. Is that, have you been watching still? Uh, I haven't watched the last season, um, I believe, but I'm I've I've watched most of them, maybe except for like one or two seasons. Okay, so did I spoil anything for you right there? No. <laughs> okay, cool. So how far behind am I? I, um, you know, I can't remember. It's been a while. So Me and my wife binged it all the way through, and then uh, kind of <laughs> stopped. <laughs> I feel like that kind of means it's been uh, far away now for me. And then they had the, uh, what was the spinoff series they had? The Walking Dead? Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, Fear of the Walking Dead, which uh, I couldn't get into that. I don't know. Could you? Did you? I didn't I didn't watch that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just it just didn't do it for me. What have you been watching now that you've been quarantined? Um, I started watching this show called uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Um, it's a, uh, FX show. Um, it's on Hulu right now. Um, it's freaking hilarious. It is a, uh, kind of like the office style, um, show, but it's about vampires. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, like you see the, tra- you see the trailer and you read about the show. It doesn't sound, it sounds kind of lame, but, uh, I've heard really good things from a lot of people that I, uh, respect their opinion. So I checked it out and, um, it is hilarious. What's very, it very. Again? What we do in the shadows. Okay, is it on Netflix. It's no, on. Hulu. Uh, okay, cool. I gotta check that out. I never heard of that. It sounds fun though because I love The Office. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very, very, it's done very well. Uh, well written, super funny. Definitely worth checking out. That's good. I was kind of hoping. I saw the commercial. I was like, this looks like it could be good, but also looks like it could suck really bad. Like, <laughs> I was like, it, my same thought too. But it's actually really, really good. That's good to hear. I might yeah. have to watch it. Check it out. Oh, man. Okay, sick. So how's it going? How's the music going? You've been practicing a lot, or you've been able to do things with the band, or you guys have been just kind of stuck at home, breaking quarantine and jamming at all? Or? We actually have. Um, nice. So we uh, we just released that new record, You and I, um, that came out a few weeks ago, and um, we probably spent the first like month, a little over a month of the uh, lockdown, kind of just prepping this because we we self-released it so we spent like a good month just like prepping it and going over details and rolling it out and um 
it's out now and we're kind of very uh inspired to keep writing um because of all the feedback so we we've, <laughs> we've actually been um been you know tossing ideas back and forth and um sending risks back and forth and stuff like that so yeah we are we're still we're still jamming Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's because I was like, I actually asked, like, I asked this question to another band. I see a lot of bands that are releasing music, like, during the lockdown or right before the lockdown. And it's kind of like, you don't know when you're going to be able to play a show. And it's like weird to have a record out and think about writing a new record. But it's yeah. almost like, are you going to probably have, like, it's like almost like, do you have enough juices left? Or are you guys like burnt out from writing this record? Or you guys are like, I know you just said you're trying to write again, but it's like, could you feasibly have like another record or an EP ready before this whole thing's like over? Probably. That's yeah. Insane. For sure. Yeah. I mean like, um, you know, every band situation is different, but I, I would find it hard to believe uh, for musicians to not come out of this without a, you know, a few songs under the belt. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know Dude. it came out early in the month too, you and I, and you guys did this by yourself. Actually, you guys had Andy Hall and Robert McDowell uh, produce. How much? How much fun was that? A lot of fun. Um, they, I've always said this. They're like the sixth and seventh members of our band when we're doing a record. Um, they've done every record uh, one, um, but they've, you know, bring a lot to the table. Um, and and most importantly is the uh, the outsider perspective. Um, you know, because uh, we spent a lot of time writing these songs and um, especially for the these songs on you and I, uh, we spent like probably close to two years just working them out and building them up to get to a spot where we feel comfortable presenting it to people. And um, it's very easy to get trapped in that box, you know, and not know what you kind of lose track of and what's not anymore. Um, so it's good to have that outsider perspective and uh, Robert and Andy help out a lot and they uh they know how we work so we all work very 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 well together actually nice how long yeah. did it take you guys to like write and record the record it took us probably about two years to write um and uh just a couple of months to to track it um this is the longest that we've taken on a record honestly um, but that is kind of like the, uh, the, the perk of not having a label, um, push you and you know, whatnot. So we got to take our sweet time and, um, you know, it, everything progressed very naturally and that's why I think it turned out so well. Um, it was a record that we wanted to write. Um, not like we, we didn't have to write a record, uh, but we, it just came out so naturally and, um, we're all very happy with how it turned out. Now you released this during COVID. Uh, I know some people have decided to push back their albums, like Lamb of God, Hatebreed, and stuff like that. They pushed it like you know. Actually, I, I don't even know when Hatebreed is coming out, but like they pushed not it. Announced. Yeah, yeah, it's not announced yet. But <laughs> they pushed it back. So, do you? Did you guys get like impacted? Was it? Did uh, COVID affect you guys at all with your album release? I. It, it did affect us, um, and thankfully in a uh, in a positive way. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we were actually planning on releasing this probably around June or so. Um, we had been sitting on the record has been done for like close to a year at this point. Um, and um, it had been four years since we released a record. And between 
are fans getting like fairly antsy for a new record? And given the uh, the time of the lockdown um, and people were just home and bored and online all the time, um, we kind of just felt the need to just kind of let it go as soon as possible during that time. And uh, I think we, we when we put it up, it was uh, pay what you want. Um, and uh, I think just given the uh, this the circumstance that we're in, people were very um, very helpful um, financially. They were just you know very very supportive of the band um, at this time, and uh, we're very thankful. And you know, like I said, we were very lucky with uh, with good good um, praises, I guess you could say. <laughs> I know Bandcamp waived their fees on Friday, so that probably helped you guys out a lot, right? Yeah, that's when we released it. It was on that Friday. Um, you know, that day, I'm sure they were like every band on Bandcamp was promoting, you know, their stuff. And somehow we got to reach like the top. Uh, let's see, we, we were best vinyl seller on Bandcamp that day and uh, number two overall um, on Bandcamp that day, just right behind Mogwai. So it's, uh, oh, damn. Yeah pretty rad <laughs> that's awesome especially on the day they waive the fees too that's yeah i tried to make it a point i bought a few vinyls and like digital releases on like you know because apparently they're doing it next friday too i think it's like yeah. it's like yeah and i think yeah, it's awesome friday for the next month right yeah it's it's awesome like um band camp is you know they're they're really onto something and i really hope that the music industry realizes how um how how useful Bandcamp is because I can't think of another like um, marketplace where you can buy music that will directly support the band. So it's a very, uh, very good business model. <laughs> uh, how's uh, Bandcamp actually making money? I guess the advertisements. Well, they got um, a percentage they, of the buy, right? Not they, on Friday. Yeah. Cut. Um, I want to say it's like 10%. Um, goes to band camp and five goes to uh like processing fees or whatnot um but uh but yeah overall i think artist gets 85 percent of of every dollar so yeah Damn. that's awesome i'm just saying yeah. like how's uh band camp staying around <laughs> well that's like well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully there's, i mean there's around. yeah there's notable artists on there that i'm sure that's making band camp a chunk of change so yeah that's true too I always forget about like because uh, usually you, I feel like um, bigger bands the labels don't want them on there. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like you you can't have like a, a big label on Bandcamp, right? Or it has to be like a independent label kind of thing. Well, it looks like yeah, yeah. I think you can be an independent label and still uh, put your records up on there. Yeah, because at first I thought it was like if you had a label you couldn't be on there, but then I noticed some people like what well, that were on Pure Noise they were on there and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, Lamb of God's old merch, not old old merch, but they have like a I forgot what they had like the New American Gospel vinyl or something or something on there. I almost bought it. I was like, Lamb of God's on here. All right, weird. I was like, they have <laughs> yeah, like, all right, weird. cool. But like, yeah, I was like curious, like, because uh, I you know, uh, I listen to some artists that like talk about like they're like self releasing. Like I know Jamie Josta, he's in Hatebreed, big hardcore band, but he does his own stuff and he releases it self-title like on his own stuff mm -hmm. so with the self-release did this like kind of friday like the feet waving did that like help 
cut a lot of the cost of the recording? Like, did it like help recoup a lot of that? Cause you're not having a lot of different people like label man. Like, I don't know what your situation is, but did it help like recoup a lot of the costs? Um, yes, it did. Um, thankfully. And, um, that was kind of the, uh, the, the idea behind releasing the record. Um, we had been on, um, a label from, uh, Long Island called, uh, Triple Crown Records, they they released our first three full lengths. Um, had a pleasure working with them. Uh, Fred, they're the label owner, is a really, really wonderful guy who just genuinely loves music. And and, and he was one of, like, one of the first people to really dig our music. Um, but, um, you know, we super thankful for the opportunities that we were given. Um, and we were able to grow our fan base in the last 10 years. Um, but I think for, in order to make this self-release thing work, there needs to be some sort of, um, fan base, you know, like, yeah. Cause if we, you know, if we didn't have like as big of a fan base as we did, I don't think it would have been as successful. Um, granted, like you still would, the band itself would still make money, but, um, you know, we, past records you know we we didn't see any any money from like album sales or anything whether it was physical or online um and this time around like you know obviously we had to front uh costs for like vinyl production um and studio time and paying an engineer and mixing and mastering and all that but um after all that's paid off that money goes straight to the band so that we can keep putting out records sooner and you know and do more cool projects and stuff like that so that's kind of the plan behind why we decided <laughs> to go that way <laughs> i was like what was that there's a demon run somebody <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> sorry yeah that was my dog freaking out it's all right <laughs> no, it's all good what's his name butters oh, oh nice god damn it butters <laughs> was that really in my South podcast Park? <laughs> Uh, when, when when we got her, her name was Buttons, and that name is lame as shit. So we changed. <laughs> <her. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that name was lame as shit. So we changed it. <laughs> I just um, someone say that to you in real life. Hey, my name's Jesse. That name is lame as shit. You're Jake. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call. <laughs> it's like all right. Didn't they kind of do that in Parks and Rec with um, uh, Jerry, Gary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man, so that's unreal. <laughs> um so okay. there's something cool coming up in a couple of days i think uh may 29th actually when this is dropped it'd be like the day of anyway uh you guys are at slay at home fest a virtual music festival and art festival uh how like how honored are you to be on that that because there's a lot of uh big names on oh there yeah huge names on there doing doing their thing um and it's super cool to see you know because like I feel like smaller artists, independent, independent artists, like they kind of have been doing this kind of like live stream at home thing, try to engage with fans and stuff, but it wasn't really a thing for like bigger artists, like major big time artists. Um, so it's cool that all these big artists are kind of bringing us into their own home for, you know, for, uh, for their performance. Um, but yeah, super rad that we're able to be a part of it. Um, Frank, uh, who's part of Metal Injection, is um, setting Slay at Home Fest, and he's a super rad dude. Um, 
he's been a big supporter of the band ever since the beginning and he's just like just a super cool super rad dude who loves heavy music um that's for sure yeah so yeah we're stoked man it's gonna be awesome yeah just to name off some of the bands that you'd be playing with um and for people who can't see this at home uh suicide silence tesseract darkest hour 12 foot ninja what uh i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna butcher this one and i apologize derweg inner fiat uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the name I guarantee. I didn't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys can check it out, but oh Jeez. man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Silver Tomb, Astronoid, uh, Contra Cult Collective, uh, Abigail Williams, and Myron. Wow. Yeah. That's all. Do they give, like, how do they, like, do they just ask you if you have the means to, to stream or do they send you the equipment that you're able to stream to the concert? Like, how does that work? Um, so, um, it's not going to be like, a a live, um, performance from everyone. Okay. Um, so, okay. At least ours is pre-recorded and I'm, I assume everyone else is going to be pre-recorded as well. Um, but yeah, he, Frank hit us up probably three or four weeks ago. Um, and was like, Kind of set this up. Would you want to be a part of this? And you know, we were already kind of like figuring out the whole live stream and you know doing things from different homes right now. So we were totally down, um, and we figured it out, and uh, it turned out pretty cool. So I'm stoked about oh, that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, should be fun. It's amazing what people are getting done. Like how many concerts? Like actually, speaking of Tesseract, they post on YouTube like they just did it from their homes, like a 30 minute, like all of them in their own rooms and. Yeah, I saw Minecraft Festival, which was weird. I didn't even know it happened. There was like three bands on there, and it was just weird watching Minecraft and just hearing this live band. I was like, "All right, I'll take it." I'm so weird. for live music. I don't care if I see a bunch of blocks running around. Yeah, blowing shit up on stage. <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool. <laughs> That's awesome." Yeah. Well, this festival is also uh, you can also donate because it's also trying to like raise money for uh, COVID relief funds, like Music yeah. Cares, Global Giving, stuff like that. There's um, a donation link, too, um, where pe- they're trying to help out. So this is actually a really cool thing. I think it's really yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Actually, and I, uh, I noticed there was other festivals, too, like Download. They were trying to do, like, a virtual festival as well. It's like you got to do something during these times. Like like me and Jesse talked about uh, before, is like every time we look at our phone, we see, like, oh, Between the Barrier to Me was today. Well, shit, <laughs> you know, like there's so many shows like yeah. Uncle Acid was supposed to be last week. I miss that now, too. It's like it's so, such a bummer seeing all yeah. the shows you're supposed to go to. It pops up on my calendar. I'm like, oh, didn't need that. Yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't furloughed, I would think I would have slammed my phone into the ground. How many times I looked at it I'm like another great thing gone. Why did I delete it off my calendar? <laughs> I was like, damn it. It's like, oh, someone's calling. Oh, hate breed today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't yeah. Hebrew coming up too? What's uh, that? It passed. It passed already. It passed no, it was already. A stupid, yeah. yeah. No, it's awesome. Like, how much did you guys have? Well, sorry. If, uh, did you guys have tour plans already, or did 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 you luckily not have many plans in this hit and didn't like? Because I know some bands got hit like as they were getting on the bus. Right. Like, yeah. We uh, we were very lucky and did not have um, anything planned. Um, so I can't even imagine the nightmare that goes into rescheduling a whole tour, you know, like I've seen like tours that have rescheduled to like a later time and then like reschedule again, because there's obviously there's no way there's going to be a live show happening in like two or three weeks. So if there is, I'll be blown away. Like there's a bunch of concerts. I'm kind of like, I don't mind if they wait another year. 
like yeah. between the bear to me, big fan, 10 year misdirect uh, uh, tour. It's like, oh, we're going to go for the fall. I'm like, dude, I'm hoping. I hope I can go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm not. Please yeah. just schedule it a little bit farther. Just something. <laughs> I, I can't take it twice. I don't exactly. know. Yeah. No. Like, you, know what, you know what would have been cool to see was that uh, Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels tour. Oh, that would have been so sick, man. Yeah. I live in Jersey, and I'm right by Madison Square Garden, and I'm blown away. They sold out like 10 days. They're like, we're going to keep adding shows. And I'm like. Dude, I just want to see Run the Jewels and Rage Against the Machine. It'd be so cool. Yeah. But then all those shows got rescheduled. It's like, wow, wow. I can't even imagine yeah. what that and looks like, like. And even like all the like the huge festivals that are having to, to reschedule, like those those big big uh, uh, festivals book like a year in advance. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you, you got to start asking bands right now if you want to if you want them to pay, play something next year. So like rescheduling that's going to be insane too yeah i think they're just going to move it over a year hopefully they're able to do that just literally copy and paste it so yeah. it's just like oh yeah there you go because yeah because yeah, that's why i heard a bunch of tours like they just like canceled and they're just like why'd you like, fans are like why'd you cancel it's like well we literally have different plans now it's like it's over this is going into this plan and this tour yeah. now everything's getting mushed so you just have to figure it out it's like exactly yeah I feel That's like awesome. some like uh, Machine Head rescheduled their European tour. I think for October, and even that's kind of like risky. I think uh, Killswitch rescheduled theirs too, right? No, they're planning on. And I uh, believe me, I can't hit. I, I I can't take it, bro. Don't do it. They're like fall. I'm like just go go for the winter. Go for like this maybe yeah. spring next spring. Uh, I could because you know it's like uh, I haven't asked for any refunds, but like yeah, you know like. There was one. There was like I asked for the hatebreed just because I was curious because it was straight up canceled, and they were like, "No, nah, it's postponed." I'm like, "It's literally on every single social media. It's canceled." And I kind of understand the ticket companies. They don't want to give up the money. Obviously, it's like it's just like just money going out. It's not coming in at all. So it's like, like I get it. But when would they yeah. say it's canceled if everyone else says it's canceled? I don't know. They just haven't answered <laughs> me back. So whatever. Yeah. 40 bucks. I don't care. The only problem is it goes to the ticket company. And though I appreciate the job they do. If I buy an Oh Brother uh, ticket, if it goes to you, that'd be cool. I'll let you have the money. You know, You're I don't right. have a lot of money, but I'm pretty sure it's going to some random guy in ticket web. Like, oh, this is awesome. Another yeah. $40. Hatebreed's not going to get that $40 from you, no. man. <laughs> or even the venue. I don't want to be cool with the venue again. It's like, nah, this is going to go yeah. to some some dude just like in a, like yeah. in an office. I mean, hopefully concerts uh, can come back sooner than later. Like, like because uh, I see this one for Arkansas. It's really not that. I mean, obviously it's bad because it's a thousand seat venue and they're only selling two hundred dollar tickets. Or two hundred tickets. <laughs> two hundred tickets. Sorry. <laughs> hey, they could scalp those tickets too because not everyone can go. But anyway, yeah. um, the pictures I saw from it. I don't know if you saw Anton, but like they had uh, the uh, caution tape over the urinals in the the men's bathroom and stuff like that. To like you know separate, I think it was every two or three. Right. It was, it was pretty. Uh, I don't know. Just looking at that, if you because if you go to metal shows, you see everyone just like pissing right next to each other, like you're drunk, yeah. just you know. These it's are mess. at a metal show, you know, they're like sweating on yeah. each other. <laughs> Where are you supposed to yell Slayer if not right next to somebody? <laughs> I know they they're retired now, but you still got to yell it, right? <laughs> and they were taking temperatures too at the door. So yeah, I did not know that that was happening. I did not see that. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, there was a whole thing. Uh, apparently, it was supposed to happen May fifteenth. 
Um, the the artist was called Travis McCready. I don't know him, but he's anyway, a country artist. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to ha- have it on May fifteenth. There was a whole backlash with the government. Um, eventually they pushed it back to May eighteenth, which was legal and everything was allowed. And they actually it actually went off. Wow. Yeah. Arkansas breaking the bend. Someone was like, "Yeah, maybe you could do that in Arkansas. I don't think you could do that in New York City, though." <laughs> oh no, hell no, dude. It yeah. Nope. And if it is, that show's gonna be creepy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. like three hundred people at like fucking Terminal Five or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's like I w- I would still go. Like, I listen to a good a, a good chunk of your guys' music, and I could still vibe. I could still vibe. I, I would go see you guys. Hell, I'd go see the heaviest band just stand there with my hands in my pocket like a good oh, little yeah, kid dude. online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I hate to say it. It's like, oh, would you really risk getting COVID? I'm like, I have my mat. Like, I don't know. Kind of. I kind of want to get out of my house. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll risk it once for a yeah. band that I really love. Who knows? Just in the bed. It was totally worth it. It was totally worth it. Uh, So another thing I keep seeing now is like everyone has like a Twitch stream. Everyone has a podcast. You know, uh, people are trying to keep busy while they're quarantined at home. So what's a Twitch stream that uh, like a band that should start a Twitch stream? Like who would you want to see? Oh, brother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not too hip on the Twitch. Um, I know that a lot of bands have been doing um, streaming stuff like that on there, uh, but I personally have not been um, on Twitch ever, so I don't really know how it works, but from what I can tell, it's kind of like a live streaming thing where people can either pay or donate. To yeah, you basically on. free you, you stream for free, and then as you get bigger... Like obviously you probably get like you know this you they can either donate or subscribe to you. There's like a monthly fee where you get like you know special privileges. Obviously, it's so like you know you know yeah. like bands are like doing. You could like I'll do my whole lot. You can vote for like an album. I'll do a playthrough. Like a lot of people are just playing through their music, you know, right. or doing covers. Gotcha. So it's kind of it's basically like that. Like the gist of it. I know like oh. Devin Townsend does his uh like he was putting out like new projects every day. So one of the uh, Twitch streams was him actually editing and like mixing like the song or video and you got gotcha. to watch him do it. Yeah. And then people were asking questions while he was doing it. He was like, Oh, I do this and that. And then, you know, they save it there later so you can watch it another time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of nuts. It kind of turned, it turns out music fans are kind of nerds. Who would have thought <laughs> they would like, they want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if so many people like don't think that they're like I'm sick of guitar, but who wants to see that? I don't even play guitar. Me, I'll watch. Yeah. Like <laughs> just get on stream. I'll do it. No, I think Matt Heafy is probably one of the biggest metal guys on Twitch right now. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. And there's people who are unsigned, just people who are sick. You know. Yeah. But that's an idea. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you did come out with this album, you and I. Do you have any like what were like the highs and lows of the recording that album? If you could, if you could think of any, um, there were a lot of highs. Honestly, um, it was really cool to to be um, the first band to do a full length in that studio, which our friends opened up. Um, our friend Dan, who plays uh, bass in a band called Group Love, oh cool, um, and then um, our really good friend TJ, who uh, is um, manning the the engineering and mixing side of the studio um so yeah they too opened up a studio they've done they had done a few singles there but we were the first band to kind of do a full album full project 
there. Um, and it's centrally located between all of us. So it was like really convenient for us to just roll over there during mixing sessions or like coming in to, you know, throw on a track or something like that. Um, super vibey, very chill, um, very great work environment for us too. Um, as far as lows, um, I can't really think of any, honestly, like it was just a really, uh, inspiring time for our band, um, to, to, to like going into the studio, knowing that like, this is going to be like our record, like there's no label involved. Um, so yeah, it was like, I, I can't think of any lows, honestly, about this, uh, about the production of this record. Awesome. Uh, that's a great thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Usually yeah. there's like band members that like, Oh man, it was a brutal process. Thank God it's over, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thought we were gonna lose somebody. Who? Right, right, Tommy. Yeah. He almost died. Ow. <laughs> the amount of times I had to record that guitar riff, he's like, "I'm just so tired of that riff. I don't want to hear it anymore." You know. But it's good that yeah. you had a like a. We were actually talking about this with someone else, like having a good journey, meeting your goal too, because some people go through their journey and like, like it's a miserable process. But at least they got to the goal. Some people like you have to actually enjoy that journey. So it's cool that that happened to you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very important for us to um vi the vibes are very important to us. So like and we, you know, we're very lucky. We all know how uh to work with each other. We've been doing it for a little over 10 years now. Um and writing used to be hard and stressful and people's feelings would get hurt, but now it's like no one's feelings gets hurt anymore. Everyone just knows that like everyone that says their opinion is for the best of the song. Um and yeah, so yeah, we're we're very lucky in that aspect. How'd you guys get into this like style, this like vibe style? Um, you know, I think it has a lot to do with how um how big our influences vary. Um, we listen to a lot of different kinds of music, from doom metal, sludge doom, whatever, to classical, to ambient, to movie scores to trip hop like it's like we're literally all over the place top 40 pop even like you'll you'll hear that in a van every now and again um it's yeah so like we try to just incorporate all the all the things that we enjoy in certain genres and try to throw it into i don't know brother record and see how, see what happens that's awesome yeah. yeah, I was I was also wondering too because you guys did put it out yourself. Did did you guys? Well, you said there was no nothing that went wrong, but I always think like personally, it's probably great not having someone over your shoulder. But is it like problem like thinking about? Because technically, there's no time frame because you're your own boss. So did you guys ever run into a moment where it's like, oh no, we need to do this? Like crap! <laughs> like it's like we can't just sit here and write this one song. We do kind of have to get this going. Like right. you said, it's been four years. For the love of God, we got to. Yeah. Was there ever a moment like that, or was it? Did it stay calm, cool, and collected through the whole thing? Where you're like, no, we're getting there. <laughs> I, I would say the first year was was, was that basically. It was just okay. uh, kind of um, burnt out on just doing the band for a while. Uh, my brother had just had a kid. Um, you know, a couple of the dudes started buying homes around here and stuff like that. So, like, life started happening, and then the band kind of just slowly um stepped aside for a second um but luckily our drummer is very uh motivated um and um he's the one that sets us timelines and deadlines and stuff like that which is you know that stuff is healthy um it's good to you know be nudged um, oh yeah you know but uh 
but yeah, overall, like the first year was just basically us just sitting around and just hanging out with each other, but not playing music with each other. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Cause that's what I always worry about. Like I hate bosses, but man, sometimes a scary look through the crack, like the corner of someone's eye. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Ah, shit. I didn't do it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, All right, oh, I so gotta do it. I got to ask this cause we've been asking everyone, how'd you guys meet? Oh yeah. Um, so my brother plays in the band and our drummer, Michael, um, he's our best friend for, he's been our best, our family best friend for like 20 years at this point. He actually, uh, married our sister. So he's our brother-in-law now. So, Oh brother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's truly truly a brother. Um, but us three have been playing music since we were in middle school. Um, and then. Tanner, we had a uh, we started Old Brother with a different singer um, that left, um, and then we found Tanner uh, through playing shows with his old band, which uh, oddly enough was an instrumental band. Um, and you know, Tanner's got like one of the unique and best voices out there, in my opinion. So it boggled my mind that he was playing in an instrumental band. <laughs> That's nuts. Eh, let's put this instrument down. Let's just go yeah. do something else for a while. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Jordan, um, we, we met him through playing with uh, his previous band as well. Um, just back in the day. So, you know, we respected Tanner and what he did in his band and Jordan with his band and, you know, asked them to, to join along. And thankfully they agreed. Oh, awesome. So yeah. pretty organic. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very organic. Awesome. Oh, yeah. The reason we asked that is that the last couple of bands that we interviewed all said that uh, they met on Craigslist, which is yeah. weird. I never heard that. I was like, you know, I only heard about like helping me move and that, that other stuff, you know, we don't talk about it. It was like, it's like, oh, wow. And they're well, sick. It's like, you know, what's funny? Been- like, I didn't, I didn't think uh, bands would admit to that. Kind of like how couples don't like to admit they met on like uh, Tinder. Uh, Tinder <laughs> like that. <laughs> we met in a cafe where the internet, uh, but anyways, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty great. Yeah. That's uh, that's unreal. That's awesome, though, man. It's so great when you hear about just great. Well, I'm also blown away. You just said that you, your brother, and the drummer been playing together so long. Do you guys like? There's like obviously you probably have fights. Everyone's got like even scuffles, but it's like it's kind of interesting. It's like people don't like you, that you guys have stayed strong and then also putting out good music still, which is good. Did you ever have like a moment where you thought, "Eh, hey, I'm gonna go over here, bro. I'm out. <laughs> like I'm playing with this guy." You're my brother. So you'll always be there. Whatever. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Family, right? uh, honestly, that that never really happened. Like we awesome. and every <laughs> band that we were in, we were in a band together. So <laughs> that's great. Like it you don't hear that, ever, man. It actually never crossed our my mind, at least to like jam with anyone else. Oh, wow. That's well, that's great. It also shows in the music, too, because I don't know when you got vibey music, you can't it's almost like you plug your feelings into the music weirdly somehow. It's like almost like another Jack with your guitar or bass. Yeah, and it's like, if you got someone that's not feeling it, it's like you can hear it in the fingers of the drumstick. So it's like, yeah, yeah congrats. You guys are crushing the game, yeah. man. <laughs> <You're awesome. laughs> um, there was an interesting article I saw on uh, Metal Injection. We were just talking about them before too. And it was, uh, how much do you have to stream to be above po- the poverty line? <laughs> So I thought this was pretty funny because, like, how many streams does it take to actually make money? And they they dive into that, like, with the um, 
Well, so first they said, according to the U.S. government, the poverty line for a single person household is uh, $11,000, $11,700 uh, $11, Which God, is crazy. I can't speak. <laughs> Fold flipper lips I over just, there. I should have just rounded it up to 12000 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I felt like, um, what's his name? Steve Carell and Bruce Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12000 Anyway, guys, next. Oh, man. <laughs> But anyway, they were saying that, and the average stream pays about uh, .006. So the quick answer is three million plays a year to earn an income of twelve thousand dollars. Wow, that's my feelings. I don't even make music. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like what well, is insane? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's you know, no one's. I don't think anyone's making a complete living on streams on Spotify. Unless <laughs> you're Metallica. <laughs> Maybe Metallica, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't I don't think bands expect to see any money when they put their music up on Spotify. Yeah, I think they're just using that for more exposure anyway, because um I know a lot of bands have been using Spotify analytics to like get gigs to promote their stuff, you know, cause I feel like some people promoters are actually looking at that kind of stuff now. Yeah. Um, actually Spotify has, uh, become a pretty useful tool in, in, in that aspect. Um, seeing where a lot of your plays come from, which city, um, like what kind of genre they're throwing you in people, some band, I've, I've been hearing bands like kind of redirecting their branding um in terms of genre depending on where they fall in line in spotify as well um but yeah you know spotify is very convenient so that's why it's a useful tool like you can literally find almost any band on there where do you guys uh like what city do you guys like populate on um chicago and new york new york city um um uh, chicago's our i think our biggest like city uh, as far as streams go um let's see i think nashville and houston is actually a pretty big one houston's a, a big uh a big metal city actually wow okay awesome that's good oh those are all great cities um, yeah those yeah. are like big cities like if you go that's there a, you're gonna get a lot of crowds <laughs> it's a fantastic um, city to have it's right. just like man wow but like all Every tour that we've been on for the last 10 years, most shows in Houston don't do that well. But the one time that it did well was when we were with Thrice and Animals as Leaders, and that show was lit. (laughs) That's a a tour or a single show? That was a tour. Oh, when was this? Yeah, that was uh, was Thrice's farewell tour. Um, I want to say that was 2000 and... Like 12, 13? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, yeah, because they just came back. I was like, well, they just came back. You don't come back unless it's been like five years. So do the math. That's probably somewhere. (laughs) Isn't that lovely how there's so so many bands do farewell tours and then they just come back? Dude, it's crazy. And like when they come back, they come back stronger too. Like their record sales are up. Their tour sales are up. Yeah. It's almost like a move, like to like a boxer to retire. It's like retire for a year. You'll be back and you'll make a crazy amount of money. That's... That's a great tour. Yeah, that's man. I kind of wish I went, dude. I wish <laughs> I lived in Houston, dude. I, I barely travel out of the tri-state area, so I, like I don't know. I just well, that's definitely stopped in in New York. We were let's see, I think that was uh, Best Buy Theater. Is that oh. next year, right? Yeah, yeah, that but, actually yeah. it's not. Well, it was known as PlayStation after Best Buy, and then yeah. now it actually closed down. 
Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, they're not going to have metal shows there. They're going to have more like Broadway live theater kind of acts there. Yeah, know you know, the shows. stuff you need. You yeah. <laughs> Culture, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's on the street with seven of those. Yeah. yeah. How many times I've gone, gone to buy tickets and I had to get through a bunch of nicely dressed people in my ripped t-shirt to go buy a $20 ticket. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, man. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, what's that's... Your, what's like a favorite... Because you played with Thrice right there and I was the leaders. What's another show that you uh, had a lot of fun on? Um... The uh, we toured with the sword, um, and that was a really fun tour. Oh, my brother in law is just gonna come through, like, what? (laughs) That was the sword, he's actually wearing their shirt right now. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, that was the sword and big business and us. Um, and that tour was super rad. Um, and then we did a tour with Circus Survive and Touche Amore and Balance and Composure. What the hell? These are just great tours after great tours. Dude, that tour was the ultimate, like, hangout, homie hangout tour. Like, everyone was, <laughs> it was like summer camp for us, man. It was awesome. Homie hangout. Yeah. Man. It's like, did you guys ever tour? Okay, let me ask you this. I don't know why. This is just personal. You guys ever tour with Deftones? No, we have not. Oh. Uh, I feel like that would be a good match. We uh, we actually got... This is probably like one of the the most one of the most uh, like regretfully things that we've done as a band. Um, oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, bring it up, Jess. Yeah, good, good we job, have, asshole. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Soundwave. It's like a traveling uh, festival over in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had uh, we had an offer to do that, um, and then I don't know if you're familiar, but the the guy that runs it is kind of shady, um, and he got into trouble with like paying bands and stuff like oh, later down the line. Damn. But so essentially, we were set to play one year, but we got pushed back to it to the next year, um, and then during that trans uh, transfer, uh, we had a an offer from Deftones to do a tour with them and. Unfortunately, we had already committed to this festival, yeah. and we couldn't back out. So, oh, man, yeah, because yeah. I got like, because not that like, you know, it's like you guys are both vibey bands, even though they like, you know, I was just like thinking, I was like, also, oh, you guys big fans of Deftones? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I feel like everyone knows. I remember saw Haley Williams come and sing a song with them. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess everybody loves Deftones. Oh so yeah. I, like, I mean, they're a sentimental band, man. Like. Just on top of their game ever since the beginning. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Man, yeah. that's and they're putting out dope records, so it's awesome. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's so weird because everyone's always got that thing. It's like, man, the first two albums of every band's good. Then yeah. it sucks. It's like yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Yeah. Trivium just crushed it with two albums. Deftones seem I don't remember them releasing a bad one. Like every time I hear a Deftones song come on, I'm like. That's sick. That was from like what year? Wow. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> I think Deftones is about to drop another record. They said that. Well, they're, they're, they were, but it. it well, know, I know like, it got pushed back. I'm just saying yeah, it's cool yeah. that they have but, it in the bag that they're yeah. ready. It's not like nah, we gotta record and do all this stuff. They're like, no, once this is over, we could probably drop it. Yeah, that's nuts. Wow, man. All right, so let's break into another fun segment we have on the show. Um, this one's called the Random Silly Question Segment. Are you ready to take part in this? Oh, yeah. Are you prepared? <laughs> are you ready? Because these are so crazy. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. Question number one. We've had some great answers for this one. Best tour prank. Now, it could be something that you were a part of or something you witnessed. 
Either or. Um, I haven't witnessed too many tour pranks. Um, I've heard about a handful of them, but and not to sound cocky, I'm pretty sure we pulled off the best tour prank ever. Oh, uh, <laughs> this was uh, <laughs> this was the uh, uh, the thrice farewell tour. Um, this was gonna be this is the last show on the tour, um, and at the time, you know, it was supposed to be the last show of the band forever. Um, this was in their hometown uh, in L.A. or Orange County um, in California. Uh, they had just finished their set. They walked off um, before the encore, so they were just kind of chilling backstage for a minute. Uh, we're good friends with their guitar tech, um, so he helped us rig this up. But before Thrice could go back on, we jumped on all their instruments and played Creed's Higher. <laughs> um, without their knowledge <laughs> and uh and the cool part was like there's a big backdrop um on the stage um there's like curtains that kind of opened up and when uh when we got on they like started hearing their guitars going on and stuff and drums going so they like opened the curtain and it's like the whole band and their families and their crew just like looking out at us playing this fucking dumbass <laughs> song in like two thousand people. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I guess they loved it, right? Yeah, there's there's video of that on YouTube. If you just type in like "Oh Brother Creed" cover, I'm sure it'll pop up. <laughs> oh Brother Creed sounds like very religious. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a bunch of robes and Bibles. <laughs> That's not children of the invincible invisible. Like, what, what the hell? <laughs> That's uh, awesome, dude. Like that. I always heard, I loved hearing pranks like that because I heard uh one of my favorite ones is I heard something similar. Kill switch engaged open for Slayer and Every every band that's ever opened for Slayer has that story of, yeah, we tried to set up and everyone said you suck and boo, and where's Slayer at? So Adam D played uh Rain and Blood and Major. Oh and he just kept playing Slayer riffs. So, oh my like, god. <laughs> he just kept doing that classic thing. He would just play a bike. Oh, here's uh Angel of Death in Major Key. Just like <laughs> it just trolled him. He's like, You suck. It's like, well, no, here you go again. Here's your favorite oh song. God. Back at you. <laughs> god, so good. He's one like, of the oh. best guys on stage. Oh, man. Um all right, question number two. Which TV show does your band relate to the most? <laughs> holy shit <laughs> that's the reaction we want <laughs> that's uh that's a great question um let me think here uh always sunny <laughs> i was going to say always sunny like <laughs> who's that's frank one my, that's one of my favorite shows of all time straight up yeah who's frank <laughs> yeah let's roll with this i'm gonna say always sunny <laughs> Is each man, uh, band member like? Is there a yeah, Dennis? I, Do you have a Mac? I'm actually probably Frank. Oh. <laughs> Where's your toe knife, bro? Uh, yeah, John. <laughs> uh, Johnny is D. Oh. <laughs> is, he, is he gonna hear this and be like, "Come on, <laughs> Sh- shut up, bird"? <laughs> shut up. Uh, Jordan is Mac. Uh, Tanner is. Charlie and Michael is Dennis. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Have, have you guys ever talked about this before? I feel like me and Jesse have always talked about like, dude, our friend group's just like the 70s show. You got the basement, blah, blah, blah. You know, like we always kind of do that kind of thing. Have you right, guys right. have done this before or no? No, we have not. Um, no, we don't. But 
that just makes so much sense to me. Oh, and now yeah. they can hear this and either love you or hate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with that show, it's a bummer. If you hear your name with Charlie or D, it's just so depressing. It's just I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like, I'm not a bird. So you guys just don't respect me. No, nah, we love you. Oh, OK, good. Shut up. Anyways, back to what we were trying to talk about before somebody interrupts. <laughs> and I love oh, how man. they always think she's not funny, too. <laughs> Make Except for that one episode where they like turn her into like a comedian that like gets makes it big. Did you oh, see that yeah, one? Yeah. That was so <laughs> oh, like, this is all fake. So <laughs> of course, you're not funny at all. Of course, this is all fake. Dude, that show gets so dark, man. I was like, I know. Oh man, I love every second of it. That's like speaking of deftones tones and longevity and show yeah. deftones tones. It's like always oh, yeah. sunny. I'm like, wow. Even the first season without Frank was awesome. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like <laughs> What are they on eight, season 18 or something like that right now or it's, something? It's something insane. I almost feel like I lost yeah. track, but no matter how many times I go back, it's like, all right, Dennis is gone. Max jacked. And for some reason, like, it's like, all right. It's like, I think they're on 15 now. We could probably just look this up, but. Um, oh, yeah. We have Google. That's yeah. We, right. we have technology for this. But uh, like you said, they always put out great content. I mean, uh, they're only doing like eight episodes a season now, which is a bummer, but I'd rather have it than nothing, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right, question number three, final question for the Random Silly Question segment. What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, Just in general? Or yeah. In, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Poor any, yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate when people ask me about the Deftones tour that never happened. Thanks a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, just hit, hey, oh. Uh, I think um, disrespect is probably uh, the biggest pet peeve for me um, in general and in terms of like being in a band or at a show um, bands that or drummers that leave their symbol or take off their symbols while they're on stage instead of bringing all that shit off and then taking it off. You're just standing there on stage taking off one symbol at a time. Yeah, Jesse. <laughs> That's good to know. I only did one gig and no one was there, so that's good. So if I ever do another gig sometime in the future, I'll I'll do that. That's good. Then you, you can break it down. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I was like, I didn't care the one time because the band that was supposed to headline put us on last for some reason. Oh, like, oh, you're new. Good. We'll go. And they just watch all the singer leave with his family. Like, bye. You guys have a good show. I was like, no, what? Yeah, <laughs> gotta sit through your shit. He said, "Come on, man." Yeah, it was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, it was, it was great. It was our one friend at the bar and the bartender. He's like, "They're all right, I guess." I was like, "Sick." <laughs> That's what every band talks about. It's like, it's like awesome. I love when yeah. I asked I asked Gene Hogan this question, and he said that when guitarists leave their guitar or guitar case on the couch in the in the green room. Oh and, yeah, yeah. That's and, a, that's a good one. Yeah, I just never thought of that as being a thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, because like, huh. the the small amount of times I've been backstage or whatever, I've seen guitars on the couch and they had to move them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like bags and cases on couches is like yeah. the worst. <laughs> it's like, great. I was, got... I was supposed to sit there. but yeah. Drummer practice pad. Is that another one? If a drummer's just pawing off on a practice pad, it's like, all right, cool. I, I know you're trying to get better. but No, that's cool. Actually, oh, cool. Good to know. When we were on tour with Animals as Leaders, like – they were backstage, and that was all they did. All of them. Practice. Really? Just practice? Headphones on, either doing, like, paradiddles or whatever, or their other two dudes just doing scales, like, for hours. Well, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. That's why I guess I know what are. to do. All right, guys, I have to get off this podcast. I got to go. <laughs>
That's the key. Apparently, practice. That's why Tosin's yeah. able to sell five thousand dollar guitars. Yeah, <laughs> they're so beautiful though. They're insane. Wow. I actually wondered like how you guys vibe with them because though like they get a little like crazy technical. I feel like it's almost it's still a vibe band. Well, it's instrumental, oh, even though it get crazy. You could just sit there and just just kind of rock to it. You know, your head to their whole set just fine. It's crazy too. It's like you know, it's how good you have to be to have such technique, but have the room in the set to still have the pulse and not yeah. like cover it up somehow. Oh yeah, absolutely. crazy. Yeah, it's almost like they're really good. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but uh, <laughs> it's just like if they were good. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they should do this for a living, but. Unreal. Great. <laughs> All right, so that was the random silly question segment. I hope you enjoy that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Love so, do you All guys right. have anything that you guys want to like? Uh, like, I know like a lot of people are doing like live shows from like their houses. You know, quarantine live streams. Some people are dropping music videos, lyric videos. Is there anything O Brothers gonna like start pumping out? Um. Yes. Uh. Short answer. Yes. Um. A lot of things are kind of in the works right now. Uh, Confidential. We're- <laughs> we're uh, we're kind of planning on not touring for like a year just to be safe you know like of course if it was safe and everyone was totally comfortable with it we would do a tour you know in like six does months that, or something does that include but, shows or just tours i mean it shows yeah shows okay because i know some yeah. people will play like a gig at their local bar or something i heard like some people are trying to look at see if they could just do one-off shows or something not like an actual tour right um yeah i i i think um the the first thing we probably will do will will be playing a uh a uh cd release show um in our hometown Uh, and then uh in you know whenever everyone feels comfortable we'll probably start talking about tours but right now we're kind of not planning on doing any live shows for a year and doing things within that year to keep people interested and engaged and um keeping us productive so yeah we do have a lot of things um in the works for sure nice yeah it's always nice to see uh bands keeping busy during this time because when we first heard about this and the news broke about everything we're just like wow the music scene especially metal is gonna suffer (laughs) because like most bands Mm -hmm. most metal and rock bands they make their money from playing live shows and what can't we do now live shows (laughs) absolutely and, uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of um, things online about how, like, the smaller venues are going to probably, most of them are probably going to have to end up closing, which is a very sad thing. So I, I don't know if, I'm, I'm, I hope that the government steps in and helps um, these venues out, um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But, yeah. Yeah. That's so, why I'm so happy St. Vitus, that Kickstarter or GoFundMe, whatever they started. Um, jumped up. I think they were only asking for fifteen thousand, and they I think they got like eighty thousand or higher. Oh my god! Amazing. Yeah, because St. Vitus is one of the coolest venues to be at. You know, I love that place, and I love everyone that works there. They're all super rad dudes, and have always treated us so well. And I fucking love that venue so much. It's it's probably one of my favorite like bar venues. I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's awesome spot. It's crazy when it's just a black room with a stage that's about two feet off the ground that sells alcohol. It's like, this is better than every venue I've been at. <laughs> it's like Roseland Ballroom. Beautiful. Look at it. It shut down. It's no, right. You know, like it, it truly is like how you run a place, you know, like, yeah, obviously, oh. obviously it sounds good in there, but like the dudes that run that spot. 
spot like make it to me. So so I just yeah. looked up the it's Kickstarter and um, they asked for fifteen thousand and they actually have a hundred and one thousand dollars. Yes, and it's, it's so and there's awesome. still fourteen days to go. So that's wow. awesome. But they've been doing. It's not just like here, donate to me. They've been doing like a little, like kind of like reward things. Like you can get a T-shirt. They have like some signed like autographs, like obviously signed autographs, but uh, pictures of stuff from like you know, like Dillinger played there. They uh, they have that sign. Like they've been doing a lot of cool stuff to give back to the people that are supporting them. This is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Pledges, yeah, I should call it. I feel like such a new. They're pledging. Yeah, no. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I'm so happy because, like, you know, everyone's affected. Hell, I got furloughed, but I almost don't really care. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, I just like when and this happened, I literally popped anyway. banned. Well, no, it's like, you know, it sucks. Don't get twisted. Yeah. But, like, I think for some reason, I get, well, because I love music so much, but it's like, I'm like, yo, man, what about the dudes and no brother? Like, fuck, buy a t shirt. It's like, someone yelled at me. He's like, bro, you spent, I spent like three to 400 bucks on band merch in the last, probably I spent more on band merch during this thing probably than I have in the last like year. I'm like, that's like, a- I, it's stupid. Like, dude, how much vinyl I bought? I don't have a vinyl, a record player. I just like collecting them until I buy a record player. <laughs> Cause I love the art. I'm like, dude, I just got one. Actually it pisses me off. I got a double vinyl. It doesn't go in the sleeve. It just sits in between. I'm like, well, what? thanks, but all right. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, like ask Chris, like, it's just like, dude, but like, yeah, like, I'm just, I, like, I hope you guys make it through. Everyone's so talented. Like, you know, I'm like a peon when it, I just play drums for fun. I try to do my thing. I listen to my music, but man, like, you know, I have such much, so much respect. It's like, I listen to something, most of like your record. I'm probably gonna check out the rest after this. I do a reaction channel, like, you know, just let you know. So when this drops, I'll probably drop a few, you know, when I'm building up. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like you guys are great. You know, you guys deserve it. Like, I'm probably going to go buy a vinyl. Like, I kept doing that. I kept b- reacting to a song. I was like, well, that song's pretty good. I bought a vinyl. I'm like, I gotta <laughs> stop doing this, bro. I was like, between this and fast food, bro, I'm dying. I'm, di- <laughs> I'm dying. It's like just vinyl and burger wrappers. Dude, dude, get yourself a vinyl player, bro. Yeah, I do. I, I, I see it. I was like, oh, man, I need a box, too, because they're like, apparently it's really hard to, like, I live in an attic, bro, and the temperature fluctuates. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Well, at least I'll have them, even if they don't work. Like it just puts it on, it just sounds all messed up. At least I'll have them. Yeah, at least I'll have them. No, nah, and you guys deserve it too. So, oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely seen you guys when you come by. Well, yeah. hopefully. Well, let's drop that album me. title one more time. You and I, you guys have this available on Bandcamp. And uh, I'm assuming Bandcamp is probably the be- best method for fans to get your record, right? Yeah. Uh, if you want to support the band directly, Bandcamp is a place to go. Um, there's a bunch of merch on there as well. You can. You can buy the the d- d- digital download, um, but also you know spot we're on Spotify and Apple Music too. So yeah, just just listen at the very least. <laughs> yeah, right. Exposure. <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to mention, man? Before we go. No, nah, thank you guys for uh, for your time and for having me. This has been really fun. Yeah, dude, you're always welcome back. Thank you. Oh, anytime. If you want to chat, why are you here, Anton? Just want to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing's going on we're in another band right now man what are you doing here <laughs> you just come in it's like all right he's a part of it now so anyways co-host anton what's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh brother all oh, right man thank you so much right on. Um, enjoy the rest of your night you too take care you. and that was anton from oh brother Awesome dude to talk to. Remember, go to their band camp. 
Uh, I'll put the description, or sorry, the link in the description below, so you get to see that. Um, it was only released this uh, the beginning of this month, May first, so it's brand new, spanking new, ten tracks that you'll out love. of the oven. Yeah, right. Hot, Hot content. Hot cookies. Hot cookies. They go bad, so make sure to buy it immediately. That's what we're doing right now. We're dropping hot content for you guys. Oh, yeah. Nah, it's bad, dude. Like, I'm not even trying to, like, suck Anton off. I was actually serious. Like, I just buy some. Like, I know it sounds like a douchebag. Like, dude, I buy content like me, bro. I'm the good fan. But, it's like, <laughs> it's true. Like, I just I shouldn't be buying it. I just bought a Loathe shirt, bro. I still haven't decided if I'm going to react to the rest of the album. And I bought another shirt. I mean, like, I, bought I think a vinyl. you should react to the rest of the album. I'm thinking about doing a full album react because I listen yeah, to half and I've because Love is a great it. band. I just bummed out. I listened to Aggressive Energy or whatever that second track is. I was on a walk. I turned it off after that song. I was like, this album's a hot fire. I can't I gotta react to it. Like as <laughs> I I heard it, I was like, I can't. Like I feel guilty, but I almost like I don't know, bro. Like, yeah, like I said, me, there are plenty of people. There's welders out there that are struggling. There's people in bakeries and stuff, and I feel for everybody. But I guess, like, you know, it's just, it's what my world is, I guess. Like, I'm not in the music, music business. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, you know, I guess I know how hard it is to, you know, I don't weld. I don't bake. I, I don't eat food. Like, I eat three different foods a lot. That's how I got such a big <laughs> head. But, like, yeah, like, I know how hard drums in. And when I see Matt Gartska or hear Matt Gartska from Animals as Leader sits in the back and just does paradiddles all day and just, like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's like, that's why I'm not good. Like, that's, I, well, I decide to sleep. That's why the level he's at doesn't mean you're not yeah. good. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I'm just shitting on myself. <laughs> but like, yeah, like and Anton, like I've listened to them, like obviously, like you have. And, you know, oh, they deserve brother. it. Go buy it. Friday. I don't know what June is, but the first Friday of June, I think it's June, uh -oh, si June 5th. No, June 5th for a band camp. Buy it, you old brother, yeah. anything. That's the next time they waive the fees. June I'll be buying 5th. some stuff. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, remember, if you want to check out any of uh, Jesse's content for reaction videos, you can see it right now. Yeah, Insid on YouTube. Well, YouTube.com slash C slash Insid1. Just look up Insid. You'll see me. Insid on Twitch. Insid stream on Twitter and Instagram. And obviously, you know, Chris here, Metal Teddy Bear Experience, he's featured on my channel too. So, like, we, you know, we're helping each other out. We do our thing. We're boys. Oh, yeah. So just check out everybody. And also my boy Chris, if you're here, go check out his other interviews. He's backlogged a two years. Go check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, guys, I've been doing my uh, radio show with WMSC, 90.3 WMSC, for quite some time now. So if you guys still want to listen to my tunes that I spin, that's on Tuesday nights, 7 to 10. And you can check out any shows you missed on Mixcloud.com slash MTB Experience. So. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and now, just now, now we're done, like, you know, just hyping each other up. He's like, I do. I just love you, man. You know, I love, I just kind of go down that rabbit hole. like, bro, and I just love we're going to stop <laughs> recording. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it was awesome. Anton, you were awesome. Oh, brother, you're awesome. Thank you so much for showing up. And also thank Chris for having me on again. It's awesome. Dude, no problem. All right, guys, until next time, keep it real.